Hello, and welcome to a special episode of Power of Three. What things are you looking forward to saying bye to in 2020? Join our conversation this week to find out who's been naughty or nice. Wishing you all a happy new year. What things would you like to see change in terms of like what's happening this year? And just like maybe after Christmas, like bye bye. Don't want to see you again. <laughs> um, You've been naughty. Like what's been naughty, what's been nice yeah. in terms of what's happened in like 2020. Yeah, UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson, what would you guys do? Naughty or nice? Is naughty! I think I think um, I'm sorry, Boris. I read I I read this article quite recently. Yeah. Um, where it's been going on for a little while, um, but Boris says he's going to give up in the spring because he can't um, live off the 150,000 uh, annual salary yeah. of the prime minister. <laughs> so I'm going to say he's not even that in it. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> I mean, gosh, it must be so difficult to live on the breadline. Like, only £150,000 a year. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. That's so tough. Yeah. A lot has changed so far, actually, <laughs> since, like, he's been Prime Minister. Sorry. He's had a lot to, sort of, do this year and last year as well in terms of Brexit. Um, Covid this year. I think we, we went into um, lockdown March the 23rd. That's, like... <sighs> So oh, it's so far oh away. My god. <laughs> oh my god. That's the last that's when we were first told officially, March the twenty third, that we weren't allowed to go outside. Um or for uh, only for exercising. And there was all of Once these days. a day for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> no one really slept to that, did they? No. I mean people did, don't get me wrong, but there was people that had dogs. A lot of people in this country have dogs. Yeah. They totally had to walk their dogs. Like why should you stop a dog from having a good time and some exercise because they said that you could only go out once. <laughs> Probably not stumble into anybody at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you guys know when Boris tested positive for COVID? It was quite early on, wasn't it? Wasn't it, was it April? I want to say it was April. I want to say it was April, or April, May. So, if you guys remember, we had a period where he, like, so we first went into lockdown, March the 23rd, and then, do you remember that situation where it was like, uh, every, all of the parliament had to go online and had their meetings, like, go online? Virtual parliament. Yeah. Um, not too long after, actually, he got COVID on the 27th. March. No. What? Twenty seventh of March. Yeah. Are you no. serious? That is so like literally within like a. I didn't oh, do you know what? That makes so sense. Soon after lockdown. That was when he was like, "Oh, I still shaking everybody's hands," and we were all like, yeah. "We should be in lockdown." And he's like, "No, I'm still shaking hands." And he wasn't wearing a mask. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I'm not going to wear a mask. I, I'm still shaking everybody's hands. Oh shit! I have COVID. Yeah. I forgot it was so close to the date. I thought it was later. It was literally like oh a couple my of days. <laughs> About that is crazy. That's that is crazy. I didn't realise it was a couple no. of, it was a couple of days. So has he done naughty or nice? I think he's definitely been naughty. naughty. But the one thing I will say is that like there's been some great comedy that has come off of the back of like him. Like <laughs> that Lord videos are like there's like there's like one he did recently. I I say he, but it might not be he. They actually have the um, murals, like their spray paints of it around, like Brighton. Oh, okay. like our way, yeah. 
And there's like a video of him rapping to like, I can't remember what it was about now, but it, w it came out quite recently. Now I forgot. But I remember that other meme where basically it was like him like chasing someone. <laughs> chasing someone. This is not good for a remembering session. No, it's really good. <laughs> what would you give him? So I'm going to say, definitely naughty, but however, like, he deserves at least a Satsuma rather than Cole, just because of the fact that, like, there's been some great comedy that has come out of his, like, buffoonery. Yeah, but to be fair, <laughs> should that be credited to him or the That's comedians? True. Like... Satsumas for the comedians. The satirist. <laughs> satirist. 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 With the Satsuma. <laughs> I, I, I would say naughty. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm going to say naughty just because I just think it's a cunt. And, um, <laughs> sorry. I say this Shameless. to everybody. I'm, I have no shame. I said this in the street. I would, I would say this out loud. I'm saying it out loud right now. I've always disliked like the fact that we could have someone whose literal game plan is to act like a buffoon as a prime minister. <laughs> like that's what he did as mayor in London. Like him, do you remember him going down the bloody thing in the harness? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like no, and no one wanting to see that. Like please no. Um, but yeah, that that's the kind of buffoonery that I was like, yeah, no, that's not him doing anything. <laughs> important. <laughs> no, <laughs> that was no, helping anything. JK has also been in the news recently this year as well. She said some quite some controversial <gasps> things. Oh my god, okay, so I'm gonna read it. So okay. this is a tweet, so you're showing us a tweet of it's just of JK Rowling. And she said, if sex isn't real, there's no same sex attraction. If sex isn't real, the lived reality of women globally is erased. I know and love trans people, but erasing the concept of sex removes the ability of many to meaningfully discuss their lives. It isn't hate to tell the truth, to speak the truth, sorry. Do you think the sort of attention she's gotten recently for being potentially transphobic, or maybe she is transphobic, has like been justified? I feel like, right, that in this day and age, with the access to information and education that you can get now, I'm very surprised that she's making those kind of statements and i think it also particularly in her like open letter that she did where it was kind of to do with women would be threatened by kind of like trans women being in kind of like same-sex change rooms and stuff and it was to do with i guess kind of like attacks against women it almost kind of paints trans people as if they're dangerous and i feel yeah. like that is part of why i get quite concerned when these kind of arguments are peddled because i feel yeah. like that actually you're kind of just saying something about a group when i feel like that actually they're already like persecuted and their lives are in some ways difficult enough when they have that like gender dysphoria and all that kind of stuff and they're yeah. trying to fit in and fit with something and i think the fact that when someone's so beloved as well and someone that actually again has Quite Supposedly audience. LGBT characters in her like fiction and stuff as well. I just think it's really shocking. You can't accept to... one sort of sexuality or identity or yeah, you can't accept one sort of identity within a group and then ignore the others or suppress yeah. the other others' voices. She had a um uh, in a recent novel that was published. She had. Uh, a psychopath serial killer basically disguised as a oh, yeah. uh, that dresses as a woman. Um, and she got more attention from the fact that she was writing essays, but she's also publishing a novel 
to basically maybe it's the drum up attention to so people would read the book. Um, I mean, it's just a long, long thing to go writing a whole book on to get to drum up attention for something else. So I'm not sure whether or not it was intentional. And I, the thing is, I'm conflicted when it comes to art because I don't think that you should censor art. I think the minute you start censoring art is is the minute you kind of dictate what people should think and feel. And mm. I think there is a kind of a, a thing where it's not like I agree with anything that she said in that context. Mm. But at the same time, it's kind of like if that's what she wants to say, that is her right to say it at the same mm. time. Yeah. But as, but it's kind of like you hold her against that if that's what you're against you're uh you it kind of upset you and that's that's personal to you or you personal to what you um believe i believe you should kind of say like i'm upset with that but we can't all also expect everyone to agree with us yeah. and actually having people like her say things that other people are who are thinking but she has a presence to kind of voice that opinion mm. and giving other people who do have maybe a more of an educated understanding of what they're talking about or have a conflicted view, having the platform to be able to contend with um, those kind of views and try and convince other people who may may have not thought in that line of sense, try to educate them with what they're, what they're conflicting against her. Yeah. If so, it's, there are people that probably feel exactly the same way but have never voiced it one online or have found anyone else who believes that and so completely have that view and will not have a chance to have people actually go, well, if you look at it like this, this, this and this. Mm. Um, and maybe change their mind. Mm. You, the only way you can do that is by people like her saying things that people ha kind of have conflicting. Yeah. So I, I don't know if I can put her completely on the naughty list, if I'm honest. Because it, it, as much as it angers me, mm. it's kind of then saying I'm putting her on the list because she disagrees because with she me. Has an and that, yeah, yeah, because of her opinion, disagree yeah. it agrees with me. And for that, I won't put her completely on the naughty list, although yeah. she did annoy me. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I personally, I, I sit between as well. I think I maybe wouldn't put her on the naughty list because I, I don't think it's necessarily censoring, but I think in the same way she's obviously come out with this opinion or this idea about sex and identity and the association between men dressing as women and mm. sort of trans issues. Um, for me, it's not necessarily centering. I think the backlash has more been about um, her using her position as, of power to express an opinion, I think, whereby we should equally be able to express our opinion as well. And I think she's put it down to cancel culture, essentially. Mm. She wrote an open letter about uh, against cancel culture, saying that this is like the bane of what's been sort of censoring my work or trying to censor my ideas and opinion. Um, so I agree with you in one element that art shouldn't be censored, but she's out. She's you know on Twitter saying this. This is not her novel or stories coming out and saying yeah. yeah. We know that these ideas are perhaps supported in her art in yeah. some ways. We're kind of. Well, maybe that's a good thing. So, um, can I say, I don't yeah. think that she... Do, I don't think she should do... I don't think she should get cancelled. Like, I think it's more about... I think she just needs to be educated a bit. Because I think a lot of the... Even, like, the original tweet that she made, to me, just came across quite ignorant and quite, like... She didn't necessarily understand that, like... Because she kind of, again, to me, I feel like part of the problem is when you use the label woman and assign it to sex because that's kind of like female and woman aren't necessarily kind of the same thing if that makes sense you don't 
you can be female but not necessarily a woman and vice versa and the whole original response to the fact that it was to do with the sanitary towel i think it was a tampon and yeah. they basically said for everyone and she was like oh i think there was a word for them women but it's kind of like but trans men can still need sanitary products because again like this is also the whole part of the problem like yeah. is that it's also when you reduce someone to their biology like that it I don't know, I just think that it focuses on so much that I think doesn't need to be a part of the conversation. It's not separating the issue with no. sex, sexual identities yeah. and gender identities. The fact that it came from that place in the first place, yeah. I just think that it's... I feel like she doesn't deserve to get cancelled, I just think she needs mm. to be better educated on the subject and people need to, again, have your opinion and let us challenge you and let us say, well, actually, yeah. this is the reason why you're problematic or this is the reason why you're incorrect in certain cases yeah. so that's why i think like that that's kind of what i see the backlash out as people coming out and say well actually we're fans of like uh the novels um and we love harry yeah. potter uh, and uh, other series of like crime stories and stuff yeah um but i mean even like rupert grin uh emma watson danny radcliffe of like you know, said like sort of spoken out kind yeah, of yeah, exactly. Yeah, but uh, to be honest, um, like it's not like she had them in mind when she was writing the characters. But I, I think it's good that they do kind of separate themselves from any anything that you put out. Yeah. What I find most ironic about um, her act of kind of feminist rebellion in this because she's being kind of a separatist kind of feminism is only for people who have the XX chromosome. Yeah, as well. On uh, after writing books under a, a male pseudonym. Yeah. 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 Interesting. There's definitely been some good things though, like office working, for example. <laughs> I I think I'm gonna. I I I'm kind of in between. I think like that's on my nice list. It's kind of like a little treat for myself. But at the same time, I'm. What working from home? Yeah, working from home. Oh, I think it's definitely on my nice list. I would say it's on my nice list. Yeah. Too. Would you want to see it continue into next year? I hope so, because then if not, I might be out of a job, so <laughs> my role's always going to be at home, so um, yes. I really, yes please, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I do, I love it now, I'm so into it, especially because I have the luxury of having a space to uh, separate out for work, Yeah. yeah. Um, that's really helpful. Um, and I have like still have the the chance to go out in the garden, maybe catch some actual daylight <laughs> as we go into winter, and it's gonna be like dark from four thirty. Oh my yeah. god, so depressing. Mm. Um, and I quite like not having to go out in the cold, the rain, the snow. So, win. <laughs> yeah. That is definitely a perk. Are you enjoying working from home as well? I think if you asked me in the beginning, I'd say yeah. I feel like as it's gone on, I kind of do slightly want that. I think it's again because of the fact that we do only live in like a one bedroom flat so it's kind of like everything is on top of everything and I kind of did consider but obviously now I can't like going back into the office maybe just like in the afternoons or like one day a week or something just to kind of like yeah. break the pace of the day. Um, you might actually remember what day of the week it is. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and they have the nice coffee. They have an espresso. <laughs> I have so many espresso pods that are sat in my locker that I want to drink. Um, but so <laughs> it's kind of like I would want the mix. I think it is nice. And actually, I really like the fact that we've been able to spend at least like spend time with the cats. And I think the cats have appreciated that as well. Like being a cat parent, 
I take it very seriously. <laughs> um, and it's been really nice, like, sometimes. Yeah, like at lunchtime, like just having a little cuddle because they're yeah. nice and warm too. Yeah. Um, especially now in the winter. You have a nice warm cat to cuddle. Um, so, yeah, what about you though? Oh, definitely. Mm, I was about to say, definitely nice, but then I remember that, like, when I'm actually sitting there Monday to Friday, sometimes if I miss my morning walks, it's like. Oh my god! I've literally not left this flat like all day, nor have I seen anyone other than obviously yourself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I do miss seeing the people at work. I think we we're a nice lot. I like my office. I like the people mm. I work with, um, and everyone's generally quite friendly. But yeah, I think it's on my nice list because I get to do more things in the evening. There's not that time commuting or yeah. um, rushing to get dinner and make dinner and do all of these things. You can just cut the day by getting up from your desk and yeah spending time with like pets and partners and family family. I think as well like it's maybe a bit different for you guys that wanting to go in some days of the week um, because you're not that far from work like it's like a 20 minute walk for you guys yeah 15 if like you're running late (laughs) 15 if you walk at Dale's face (laughs) Um, speedy what did we call Dale the Flash? Yeah. <laughs> There'd be times I'd actually leave the house before him and I'd see him overtake me on the way to work. I'd just be like, oh, alright, hi. like, see you later. So, um, yeah, so 15, minute, 15, 20 minutes, depending yeah. on who's walking, me, 30. <laughs> <laughs> um, versus, like, it's been a while since I've lived close to anywhere I worked. I think it was like eight nine months where i live like 20 minutes away but everything's kind of been like a driving for an hour yeah. um so it's kind of like actually although like there's still kind of like that was times i kind of listen to podcasts dra- yeah. blast music so you wake up in the car you're like yeah singing at the top of your lungs <laughs> um those are good but um now i kind of feel like instead of kind of waking up leaving the house it's dark driving there getting to work yeah you're there you might yeah. go outside at lunchtime to mm. get some fresh air or like to go to the shops and then you come back and then when you leave you can like you literally the afternoon's going and you're watching the sun go down and you're yeah. like it's dark outside already <laughs> and then having to either like like get back into your car and put like it's cold it's raining it's usually raining because this is england yeah. um <laughs> let's face it um it's usually raining so you're normally wet like even just getting back to the car or getting back to the house even in that 20 minute walk um i don't have that anymore like i i don't miss it i i feel like that made me more tired whereas i feel yeah work can be exhausting like if you've got a busy day on and stuff like that but at the end you kind of like okay i'm shutting my laptop do you know what i'm straight to the glass of wine Mm. (laughs) um make yourself a cocktail (laughs) pour yourself a glass of wine like literally no don't having to worry about having to go out in the rain and even if you do go out in the rain it's because you kind of need to go to the shop or something like that that's yeah. not necessarily every day if you can have something for dinner already in the fridge then you could just like get to cooking and you can have your 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 meals at a decent time as well like when i used to get home it would be like at least like 7 730 yeah and then you've got to like dry off warm up cook eat by the time you that's like 9 30 yeah. but but then and then you don't really feel like you have much of an evening whereas now i can feel like i can finish yeah i can like maybe do some housework i can chill for a bit um and 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 have dinner then then actually like just relax and enjoy like 
sometimes I'm doing kind of podcasty work, sometimes I'm doing research from, for other stuff that I'm doing, like just, just do stuff that's me without my brain feeling physically tired yeah. and being like, oh, I have to wake up at five tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's why I kind of like, I feel like this is for me an ultimate work life balance being able to actually focus on my life yeah. yeah a lot of your working hours are actually the commute yeah. and you don't even get paid for those yeah no because we like it's about like 60 percent of adults during covid has st- started um working from home mm. possibly for the first time yeah so that's like gonna transform i think how maybe companies think of what like what the employee should be doing in terms of like maybe changing contracts or yeah. if work if you can flex hours and certain things like that maybe this will happen into next year um which will be a, an interesting turning point i think in terms of our relationship with how much time we social distance by i.e like not going outside um versus like staying at home and working from home as well and how you like sort of change up your routine around um those things yeah yeah. So it's definitely been on my uh, nice list. Yeah, but like five percent nice. naughty because I don't get to see <laughs> the people at work. It deserves a good present, I think. Yeah. Give it something that's on like you know its Christmas list. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, it has to go on the nice Christmas list because yeah. it's really going to motivate me to get my tree up. And normally I'm like, okay, it's Christmas Eve. I should really put my tree up. <laughs> Is there anything in your mind that sticked out in terms of being on your naughty or nice list? Well, there's George Floyd, isn't there? After, like, what obviously the police did to him, like, and that video going viral and stuff, I feel like it... I feel like it kind of woke up the world. And in the middle of kind of, again, like, a pandemic where, like, you know, there was, like... There's obviously this virus that's, like, threatening people and all that stuff. People, so many people went out and marched and was kind of like enough is enough of this like no more like this is ridiculous like it's fucking like 2020 for christ's sake like no like we're not standing for this anymore and it was so i feel like that it was it's like again one of those i think moments in in history that will be remembered for kind of sort of like sparking yeah like change yeah long over fucking do change if you ask me yeah it's like been uh sort of termed the greatest civil rights movement in sort of well certainly our lifetimes but also maybe perhaps our parents lifetime as well um especially um one that well obviously we all know kind of the like martin luther king eras and uh, the that all all of that time um and those movements where basically kind of were just America and although they are remembered globally this was global yeah this sparked riots in every country black white Asian or other it everyone was kind of like enough is enough and it's kind of like we are standing to tell our government that we won't stand for it here and we will not we will not allow you to sit by and allow it to happen in a country that you call our ally yeah yeah and I think that's so important. It's such an important lesson to learn from what's happened with George uh, Floyd. Um, so I'd say, like, what's definitely on my naughty list in this situation would be, I guess, the years of um, issues of systemic racism and sort of injustice. 
uh, that's on my naughty list in terms of how long it's been able to carry on. But what's on my nice list is the fact that, uh, you know, this tragedy has happened and we're still sort of hopeful that something different will, there will be a dif different result of um, what's gone on. Yeah, because it sparked a movement. It's like out of tragedy, we saw great, you know, civil kind of rights action. Like, again, like the protests, like we went to the one in Brighton and there was just like so many people that would, that just turned out like yeah. from like, and it was so hugely like diverse as well. Like yes. there was kind of like people with their kids. There was like people from all over the world, like people in wheelchairs, like people like with the kind of like other walking aids and all of that stuff. It was just like, literally it was just like, everybody was just like, no. Yeah. And I think that's the thing like out of, that is again, like I would agree with you. I think I would put that part of it on the nice list in the sense that it certainly woke open people's eyes and has become a catalyst for change. But it's just a very horrible shame that it had to be because of what happened. Like that didn't, that should never have happened to him yeah. and it should never happen to anyone. I'm 100% in agreement with you, not with mm. you guys, as you, you well know, I'm very passionate about it, um, as you are. Um, but at the same time, I wanna kind of remind people that actually when we're talking about it being a long time coming, Yes, I agree, we should have had all of this stuff put in when we had the first thing where you gave us equality, which meant the right to vote. Yeah. But only for men, but we won't go there. <laughs> we won't go there. Um, but it has been less time since slavery was abolished than slavery actually existed. So although we are still fighting for change, we can't forget that actually equality for people of like you know if you, if, if you are asian black i think any sort of like racial sort of yeah yeah, yeah discrimination it, yeah that it's, it's it's fairly recent that that has kind of been told and it does take some time to kind of filter out the minds of the people who um did, still felt that way it's mm. kind of like i say about the use the analogy of the american civil war mm. You had the um, southern states fighting the northern states, uh, again, under the guise of abolishing slavery, but again, we won't go there. Um, just because the North won doesn't mean the people in the South's views changed just because they lost. Yeah. Hence, like, the Confederate flag still being such a big thing. What I'm hoping that would be different this time is that we take more of a step because... Mm. Unlike when we had the civil rights movement of the Martin Luther King era in America, one, this is global, everyone's addressing it at the same time. Yeah. But two, there is more people of other races that are joining in in mm. in the fight and on that battle on that in the protest, and you can't just do it with you know black people saying you need to give me equal rights. We need everybody standing together and saying we are all equal, treat yeah. all of us equally. And I've seen that in the in in the recent months, not just since his death, yeah. but continually now, um, people are still protesting. People, some people, some states are protesting every week, if not every day. Mm. And every time the police continue to do something wrong in America, everyone gets up yeah. and they march. And I love it. Because as much as and how devastating it is to have people die in order to do this, unfortunately, that is always the catalyst for change. Yeah. And it's and let's let's take something that's devastating and let's let's empower it. Yeah. And empower ourselves by it. 
yes, that was devastating. But you know what we learned from that? We finally got to the point where enough is enough. Yeah. yeah. And we're going to make change and we're not going to have that death in vain and that and, and any of these deaths in, in, in vain. Um, I could not believe the videos that I saw in the, um, the panorama about um, UK police. Like, wow. But, you know, everything's coming to light now. And because of that, and because, and again, a positivity, I guess, on the pandemic, everyone has the time to stop and listen and to, to speak up yeah. now. And it's also been the frustration of being in the situation of being in lockdown, COVID, and this threat of this virus. I don't know, exasperating the frustration of yeah. all of these things that we now have time to sit down and pay attention Unite. to. Unite. Yeah. 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 And so, and, and so, although I want to put it, everything on the, the naughty list, I'm not going to. Because as much as I'm not going to give it a present for, for saying pat on the back, well done, it shouldn't have happened in the first place. Mm-hmm. But without that, we wouldn't be where we are now. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes, although those things are devastating, I'm not going to give you like a stocking or anything. You might just survive Christmas with no present. But I don't think you deserve a coal anyway. <laughs> I don't think you deserve a coal anyway. No. Yeah. I really don't. The Kardashians is coming to an end this year. There is going to be no. no future seasons, I believe. They might be doing one, one more, to be fair. But... <laughs> um. Keep up, keeping up with the Kardashians is ending. I've never watched it. Really? I've never... I mean, I've obviously seen clips, because I'm internet nerd, so there's a lot of memes. <laughs> so I've consumed it in in that sense. Um, but I've never actually watched it. So, to be honest, I don't really care. Naughty. <laughs> <laughs> I, really I mean, I wouldn't even put it on the list. So I'd forget this. <laughs> I like, feel the same. Forget your present this yeah. year. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're ending it after apparent uh, twenty seasons, which is quite a long time. Um, I've seen a couple of episodes, but yeah. I naughty. mean, I have. Yeah, naughty. I have seen episodes, but not recently. So <laughs> let's let's just say whatever. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I want to put in a sound effect of you know, like when you let a balloon off, and it's like. <laughs> <laughs> see what I can do (laughs) (laughs) so we're all in agreement then naughty list yeah naughty quick sweet okay let's go (laughs) yeah what about cinemas guys we I'm definitely going to miss going to the cinemas and that's something I used to do mostly around Christmas time also yeah like there's nothing like actually like getting out of your coat in a cinema and like sometimes like, we used to go to the cinema a lot. Um, and so, like, we would... It would be late. We'd go and get, like, a, a coffee or a hot chocolate to, like, sit in the, the cinema with and warm ourselves up after, like, Aww. being outside and stuff like that. I do kind of miss the cinema in in the winter because it's also, like, something to do with people that's indoors and you're not going to, like, freeze your bum off. Yeah. yeah. Um, even though I'd be freezing my bum off in my warm car. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I will. I will miss the cinema um but kind of like as much as i want to put it on my nice list because i love the cinema um if everyone's delayed their movies and there's nothing to watch in the cinema it makes sense that they're closed yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well uh, <you> know, <laughs> like what are you going to watch yeah. i i feel bad though because this is like they're obviously a business and not having like the recent james bond which was postponed twice which uh is when I believe Cineworld basically announced that they were going to just close some of these cinemas. Obviously, people work there and that sort of stuff. I I think for that regard, 
it's kind of a shame. It's a sad thing, but also at the same time, it gets the what I've read. The cinema has been kind of suffering for quite some time. Yeah. Um. So who knows? We're seeing more. Well, actually, since COVID, we're seeing more drive-in sort of theatre and cinema and productions and stuff so we we might see more of that yeah it's kind of like a big nostalgia thing isn't it from coming back from the 80s um, mm. i think nice. in brighton beach obviously they have the cinema on the beach like you could obviously it's a wide open space you can make that socially distant as well like i think yeah i think maybe that that's maybe where it will move to and that's what those businesses will probably need to do at least in the near-term future in order to be able to like kind of sustain themselves a bit mm. i think there's there's ways that you can make the cinema even indoors because like i'm not sure i'd want to go at christmas and sit for two hours and watch uh stanley kubrick or whatever it is whatever it is like, it's cold yeah, yeah I, I don't yeah. do well in the cold um but i think there's definitely ways that the cinema can adapt to make things a little bit more socially distanced than they are now, are now. Mm. Uh, there are a number of cinemas now um but i went to this um odeon um one in london in west london i think it's like whitley bay or white bay or something like that something with w um and they do like this luxury cinema where they have kind of like recliners and a uh, love seats. So if you're sitting like, obviously we went together, oh. it was actually for my birthday, um, like years ago now, but we went yeah. up there for, for my birthday treat. Um, and we had like a love seat so we could recline together. We could like hold hands. Cause you know, when you're in a cinema, you've got like the awkward arm things in the, oh, yeah. Yeah, in the middle. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also at the same time it had, um, waitress service. So you had a button that you pushed and it had a little tray that you could have like kind of like this, the um, aeroplane ones that you can kind of pull out. Um, you're not actually near, near any of the other seats, like they're all kind of spread out. Yeah. Um, and then you could order not only like an actual meal, like food, but you could also have like them bring your drinks and your popcorn. So you're not going in and out as well. So if more oh. cinemas were a bit more luxurious, mm. I still think people would go. Like, I'm sorry, but I... As much as I would love to still do those out outdoor cinemas, that's not gonna allow me to go and see no. a James Cameron movie in an IMAX in the same way with fat off screen surround sound experience. Yeah. It's yeah. not gonna give me that 3D experience on the beach. See, for me, I'm a sucker for, like, the romantic element of, like, maybe it's because I saw in movies of, like, being on maybe a car or, like, being in this space where you're social distance and you're sort of engaging with a performance or a mm. screen um because um the brighton fringe we went to um a comedy show mm. uh it was kind of like uh bingo oh the thing at the in at the warren yeah the warren yeah, on, on the beach. brighton beach uh and it was like by drag king i believe um mm. uh alfie ordinary and we kind of played bingo but it was going through music uh from the like late 90s and early noughties yeah. so they had like um they had like all sorts and it was kind of, it was like quite fun. Yeah, so I reckon. And they encourage you to sing along as well. Um, well, we see socially distance means you can sing and no one can tell whether you can't sing or not. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do definitely like the experiences of having those, those things. I, obviously I love the theatre, so I, li I love performing like mm. live arts. Um, but I do think there are the cinema, there are some movies that that experience is just not good enough for. Um, there is that I love that nostalgia of like kind of watching a, a kind of even like horror movies I think it's perfect for the outdoor 
But if I'm watching yeah. an action movie or something that's really immersive, I want to be immersed. Like, I don't know if I would enjoy Avatar as much as if, if I watched it on a yeah. pebble beach than yeah. I did in an IMAX. Yeah. Yeah. Because it kind of comforts you as And well. it, it kind of zones you in. Yeah. Like, yeah. as much as you, like, you definitely need to be somewhere where the cars and other people and the, the noises can't mm. be. I think maybe Brighton Beach can sometimes be a bit too bright. Yeah, and yeah. windy, rainy. <laughs> All of the above. It's always beautiful though, which is nice. But <laughs> it I always definitely... looks nice, it doesn't necessarily be nice when you're on it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely think that the age of where they're making um, movies just for cinema maybe would be a reduced, and, and obviously yeah. with Disney um, owning so many different um, pitch, like titles, whatever you call them, and now moving things like Milan failed that was one of the first movies out of the pandemic to kind of be postponed and was supposed to have come out oh, like yeah. in July and it didn't um they just moved that online and a lot of their movies have just gone straight to their their Disney plus platform right. rather than um rather than kind of going into the cinemas which obviously skipping out the the um the cinemas itself yeah. but at the same time I do kind of see it in the same sense of what we were talking about with game and with consoles need um and manu- uh, game companies like sony and microsoft needing the games companies to actually sell the physical consoles that they've got these yeah. deals in for the games and seeing them this year also be like mm, well we don't actually need you a physical store anymore we can yeah. kind of deliver everything online especially with people going online with stadia yeah yeah um, so I, I I think the the experience of the cinema probably won't be as often unless yeah. you're maybe a diehard and you go like like yeah. having the unlimited cards and the whatever they call them limit, limitless I think the only Odeon call it where you can see as many movies for a subscription yeah. as you want each month. Um, I think it will just be a different experience and maybe um, you'll still have the crowd but maybe it would be in a not like row 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 row. You'd have like I said like the love seats and more luxurious things where you can have more of it an experience and that will still be it but it wouldn't be like maybe as many cinemas yeah yeah it'll be like kind of more niche but they maybe be able to get the markup on that as well like yeah. in terms of how much people go for that luxury because mm. yeah. they can now justify the cost yeah yeah um so i think like for me um and i'm from i think we're in agreement that since that old type of cinema that you know where it's all cramped and stuff is maybe on the naughty list but sticky carpets in terms of at least for me sticky carpets oh my god (laughs) um but for me certainly drivings are in but obviously in in your case yeah me i'm I'm all for it i just feel like there's as a big movie buff i there is just that's not gonna cut it for some of the experiences that i want but i'm all for it yeah i say like I would, I feel like that I, as a person that didn't often take advantage of going to the cinema as much as I probably should have done, I feel like that I do actually really enjoy going, and I think if it goes more down the luxury route, then I'm all for it, but I still kind of miss that whole getting your popcorn and kind of sitting down yeah. big screen kind of experience, so it's in the naughty list, the fact that they're not open <laughs> right now, yeah. but like... I want to give them a present, like, just to, like, help them out a little bit. I feel yeah. like, let's yeah. give you, like... I'll give you, like, I'll put, I'll put a tenner in your card. Just Same like, with cinemas, like, theatres. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, but we need that experience. We need cinemas. We, we yeah. need some some kind of, like, pastime. Clap for carers. I hope that continues into next year. I think we should always show appreciation. That would 
that sort of community spirit and that movement of coming to show appreciation for our um, health service and for those that work in the health service, um, especially during a pandemic, that's taught us so much more. And I think the governments are now sort of looking at taking it more seriously, I guess. Um, so yeah, for me, I would say clapping for carers, but not quite necessarily in the same way, but some iteration of clapping for carers, showing that appreciation and love for the people in our community that looks after our relatives, um, family, and us. Ourselves, yeah. It's important. If I was a carer or a nurse, I'd rather get a pay rise than have people clapping for me. And so, I remember actually seeing a meme and it was kind of like, MPs are getting a pay rise, because they always get a pay rise, and it was kind of like, instead let's just clap for them and give the pay rise to like, the nurses, nurses and the NHS workers and the carers. And that's the thing, like, I think, the sentiment behind it is really sweet and admirable, but no, give them a pay rise. Mm. Like, don't be like, oh, let's clap for them. It's like, no, why don't you find a little bit more money in the public purse and give them, like, you know, some, ab- like, you know, a bit more money in their pocket to be able to actually, like, live better quality of life. Especially because I don't know the percentages, but things like frontline stuff, they're more likely to, like, be on, um, like, to make use of food banks and stuff. And I remember reading that nurses have had to use food banks in the past and stuff like that. I just think that, like, I love the sentiment and therefore I would put it on the nice list. Yeah. Because I think it was kind of like that whole, I don't know, like, blitz kind of, like... Mentality. Mentality of, like, we're all in this together and blah, yeah. blah. But I think, give them a pay rise. Um, <laughs> I, I, which I, I agree with, by the way. Yes. Absolutely. I, I, I agree with Liam, but for that reason I'm going to put it on my naughty list because... As much as I feel like more of what come, has come out of the clap, clap for Kira's, I feel like we are still not clapping right now, but still very um, gracious to the people who are taking care of our relatives and ourselves and, and other community members who are passing through hospitals and care homes. Um, and we can be gracious without showing what... I, don't, I can't even remember how it started, but the fact that the government have been like, yeah, let's let's jump on this bad whack and let's clap for carers. Let's have this every Thursday and do that. But really, it's a kick in the teeth because if you're you're saying one thing to people, yeah, we care about you, but yet you're not actually showing like doing the things that show that that you care and and you're thankful for the things that they've had to put aside, like seeing their families and stuff yeah. like that to take take care of. The pandemic, the, everything they've been holding us, us up—that's not enough. I'm sorry, is wrong because it's it's basically a way for the government to guise that they're actually doing nothing to to say thank you to these people, and especially nurses. Like, don't get me wrong, doctors are great, but nurses have been underutilized for so long, um, it, underrecognized. Sorry for mm-hmm. so long in terms of yes, you're overutilized for so long. Um, yeah, like, yeah, so overutilized right. and yeah. underrecognized yeah. exactly. Yeah. And it's kind of like as much as yes, we need doctors and we need specialisms. When you are a patient and you are in a, a bed in a hospital, you mostly see the nurse. The yeah. nurse is coming to help you sometimes to go to the toilet to to like to give your meds that the doctors yes prescribe. But you saw the doctor like once a day. Yeah, yeah. And the people actually making sure that you take your meds and you're taking the right meds. Those are the nurses, and we and that you're like, oh, we agreed a a, a salary for you um, a few years ago. That's that, that contract's still there. So basically, because we just agreed that one, 
even though there's a pandemic and certain circumstances has changed, we're yeah. not going to give you a pay rise. I'm sorry, it goes in the naughty list. Yeah. Some of those nurses didn't get to see their families for like six weeks. Yeah. Like their children, their spouses, they literally had to live in complete isolation like and in full body suit all day long like could you imagine like yeah. not just your face mask but again the suits with that heavy ppu like it's really tough yeah. like make their like lives a bit easier by making sure that at least they don't have to worry about how they're gonna feed themselves and how they're gonna house themselves and close themselves and look after their families like yeah. Hey, I think, especially during COVID, I think this is uh, perhaps why um, sort of Sir Tom Moore, um, the Second World War veteran, people got behind him raising thirty oh, million yeah. uh, pounds for the NHS. Um, Fucking goat, mate, goat. Well done, <laughs> Tom. For a second, I was like, "What's a goat?" Sure, now what's a goat? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's definitely on my, not my, not, not, not nice list. <laughs> and well done on, was it, was it his OBE that he got? What was it? Uh, well, he's a sir now. He's that a sir is a, now. Yeah, yeah, that is an OBE, isn't it? Yeah. Anyways, Tom on my bloody nice list. I will put him on there twice. <laughs> I think that he's so deserved. And hopefully that money does manage to find its way into the nurse's pocket and yeah. to sort of assist, I guess, the NHS in sort of the jobs they do. Is there anything that, like, you're looking forward to continuing on that you maybe thought was a good thing about this year? Our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That goes out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> change. Change. The, the drive that people have had to unite and force change, force the governments to recognise that actually there's more of the little and less of the few. Um, no, the other way around. That didn't make sense. Did More it? of the many and less the few. Yes, that was like no. I just said the same thing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, that actually like we have a voice just because we don't have money. Um, yeah. It doesn't mean that we're not here. Uh, and I think that the push for um, unity and change for how we treat our our planet. Yeah. Um, and forcing the government, I'm really looking forward to as much as I hate Boris Johnson. I'm very glad that he went to the UN and said that he wants to invest in wind power and wind energy. Um, just because I think, thank you, like, let's stop pumping more money into fossil fuels and, um, you know, put the same amount of energy into replacing it eventually completely yeah. that might not be today that might not be tomorrow but we have to take the first step and continue to take steps in big strides in yeah. order to ensure that we can you know be on the planet um i also think the good thing about um 2020 that i hope that will expand and be better um than it currently is but the sentiment of it is the retraining programs i don't really like don't even get me start on the advert that the government oh, put out yeah. with the ballerina that's not what i'm talking about that's quite an old one now ballerina even so like the the picture was old but the the words on the poster were new um about retraining and that's the wrong message that i think that that i'm, I'm against it's that completely clumsy. it was yeah. it was it was just distasteful yeah. Yeah. um but the fact of the matter is there will be jobs displaced and there will be things that just like, you know, when mining stopped and stuff like that yeah. or slowed down, 
that people were, felt displaced and and, and uh, we already had the um, austerity. We yeah. already had austerity with with the fact that obviously with the less manufacturing that's affected parts of the country and benefit others where they've kind of benefited from the new way that we do, we've done that. We we've been doing running the world mm-hmm. what we're doing now. Um, that. I think it's good to be making sure that we do retrain people and give them the opportunity to not feel like if this kind of type of job, this industry shuts down, they will have nothing to do and they won't be able to make money. Um, That kind of sentiment, not necessarily the way in which they've gone about it. Um, I hope that continues as well. Yeah. For me, I would say my, I don't know, crazy obsession at the moment with like drag and sort of like learning about drag this year I think certainly oh, um, yeah. yeah my yeah sort of my interest in uh, my interest in RuPaul's Drag Race has sort of peaked this year <laughs> first year I've seen like a drag well it is a drag king yeah um, but I guess it's all within the same realm isn't it um did you ever see drag queens at Oh, what am I talking about? Of course I saw they drag queens. They were drag queens. <laughs> no, yeah. how did you forget that? Come on, there used to be drag queens there all the time. Yeah, do you, but do you know what? But a different type of drag, though. But do you know what I think about it, like, sort of separately? Because, like, for me, there's a... My idea of what... My knowledge of what drag was. Maybe mm. at the time I thought that was drag, but it wasn't sort of the serious type of drag. But I've realised that yeah. drag is drag, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you reminded me that, obviously, like, I'm on that journey too. Um, which is like really fun um although like not like the best at it yet but i think that's what 2021 is for is to teach me to draw because yeah. i can't draw on paper so like <laughs> you need the time isn't it to this. like you need um, the time to sort of improve and learn yeah so I, feel, I feel like i went so serious there when you guys went so like but <laughs> I, was, but I was gonna say on top of that <laughs> no, i need i feel like i need something fun as well now <laughs> I would say, I don't know, on, on, in, in addition to that, I kind of want to see, there's been a lot of debate and a lot of discussion, I think, about of a lot of different things, particularly in regards to kind of like, sorry, no, regarding, not in regards to, um, no, I just kind of think there was a lot of debates that has come out of like, you know, 2020 in terms of kind of sort of like looking at groups that were previously kind of like subjugated and kind of still are in a certain sense in certain places like suddenly those voices being listened to a lot more and people taking those issues a lot more seriously obviously with like the black lives Matter movement for example like being one of like i think like one of the biggest like again movements that we've seen yeah like in a very long time um yeah. again globally i kind of think that yeah, what I want to see is actually that gaining more traction and there actually being actual change and people actually just, again, understanding that yeah. just because someone or something is different from you doesn't mean to say it's bad or that yeah. it's something that deserves to be attacked or yeah. whatever. Like, just accept that difference is difference and just treat people equally. And it's probably what I always look forward to every year and it always takes different forms in some way, but I'm looking forward to progress. Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a very important More point. drag, more progress. <laughs> yeah. A massive thanks to all of our listeners and supporters. Don't forget to hit subscribe to get notified of future episodes. For additional content, behind-the-scenes fun, and more of our beautiful faces, give us a follow on Instagram at P3Podcast.
Cheers. You can follow me, Dale, on Instagram at DaleCam11. Yeah, go on, follow me. You can follow me on IG at Shay underscore Cam. Look forward to seeing you there. Hi, the name's Liam. I've got pics. You want to see them? Well, then don't wait till tomorrow. Give us a follow. Go on IG and search at LA Doheny.